Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. My name's P. Allison, here's Dave Cripp. Uh, hi, hi, everybody, how are we? Oh, that was a hearty one. Uh, yeah, a hearty hi. hoy. Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, no, what's going on? What's the most exciting thing to happen to you in the past seven days? Uh, ooh, I have, I have got one, but I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say it, actually. Oh. I think I probably am, as long as nobody's nobody says anything, because it's not technically public knowledge yet. I've inherited a piano bar. Oh! <laughs> inherited? Yeah, well, not not like cause of death, but because of sort of an eviction notice. Is this know? like in Peep Show, when uh, Mark and Jeremy are gifted a pub? It's a bit like that, yeah. Yeah. Right. Except what I haven't actually been gifted is the actual building. I've got the piano. I've got the thing that goes inside the building. What, a piano? Um, <laughs> yeah but like the whole yeah yeah it's quite a boring long boring story but anyway I, I think it's more akin to mike giving up his day job to basically just play piano professionally right, okay um i think i'm sort of gonna eventually now start giving up my day job to just run a piano bar and I'm oh well, that sounds great right uh so, um, there you go. Con- i mean i'd say congratulations but it, it feels like you're a bit lukewarm on it no, I'm very excited. I'm just uh, doing that thing where I go, Christ, what if someone's listening that doesn't that shouldn't know about this? You know, there's, there's right. a strange crossover. Who shouldn't know about this? Uh, well, probably anyone, really. Right. <laughs> so we're telling tens of thousands of people, and I know from the piano bar more and more recently there is a crossover of people that listen to this podcast. And literally last week, someone messaged me saying. Oh, I've listened to Friends of Friends for ages, and then I saw you play the piano bar tonight. You know, like a weird sort of... Ooh, Am I editing all of this out? No, nah, keep it in, mate. Come on, what's life without a bit of risk, eh? Oh, that's that's the responsible way to run a piano bar. <laughs> so if you're listening to this and you know the piano bar to which I refer, don't tell anyone, yeah? Yeah, okay. But it's sort of out, and it sort of isn't. Maybe, maybe you should give people a way of congratulating you on your piano bar without congratulating you on your piano bar. What, what if they see me there? Yeah. Uh, like, you should arrange some sort of, like, uh, secret handshake or something. Uh, yes, 72 long-stemmed red roses cut up into mulch. Yeah, great. Just present me with those. Yeah. Um, or something a little bit more attainable, I guess. Okay. Congrats. Thanks. Thank you. Can the piano um, bar host the Friends with Friends quiz? Yeah, absolutely. Right. 
No wow. reason why not. No reason why not. Can it host Friends of Friends live shows? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think you're starting to now like click as to how useful this could be, aren't you? How can I invest? Yes, well, we'll talk off air. Let's talk about Friends, shall we? Yeah, okay. Uh, have you got a request for me? Yeah, I've sent you it, mate. Oh, what is this? Uh, the organi- Organizer Day? I, if you, I hope you're more organised running a piano bar than you are <laughs> sort of on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. That's the problem. Luckily, yeah. I have people I'm working with that are very organised. Okay. They've got things like spreadsheets and you know, we've got a spreadsheet, Dave. It doesn't fucking help us. No, that's true. Actually, no, no, I know. No, I think yeah. Anyway, like, hey guys, there's Paige from Cheltenham. Hey Paige from Cheltenham, Cheltenham. home of the Cheltenham races, uh, home Cheltenham of UCAS Literary there. Festival. UCAS, that's interesting. UCAS. And also uh, GCHQ, where government does spy shit. Yes, you're quite right. You're absolutely right. All the right. communications, all the hacking. Actually, someone I know works at GCHQ, although she's never formally admitted that, but she lives in Cheltenham and works for the government, and I'm pretty sure I've worked it out. Yeah. Mm. Uh, hi guys I'd like to request the one with all the kissing hey Paige do you work for GCHQ are you a spy that'd be cool wouldn't it maybe her name's not Paige exactly uh, I'd like to request the one with all the kissing mainly because the scene with Monica and Chandler in the bath is the one that always sticks in my mind when I think of friends me too but for various other reasons that maybe aren't the reasons you think of so I want to get into that David Schwimmer also has some really good lines in this episode and I really enjoy Mopey and slightly hysterical Ross agreed yeah actually heavily agreed love the podcast so oh, Paige I've been a listener for a few years but I joined Patreon recently so I've been re-listening from the beginning and you're a great soundtrack to my day keep up the good work Thank you. Um, yes, I have thoughts on both of those points that Paige made, actually. So um, shall we crack into a synopsis? Yeah, go for it. So we're talking, Peter, season five, episode two, the one with all the kissing, 467652. I like that. Rachel returns from Greece, telling Ross she had a great time, but actually is livid he abandoned her on the plane. Ross attempts to reconcile with Emily, who refuses to speak to him. Uh, Rachel gives Monica the power to make all her romantic decisions, but in the end ignores her. And once back home, Monica and Chandler are caught kissing. So Chandler kisses all the girls to cover up their budding relationship. And Phoebe feels left out when the other friends talk nonstop about London. Then a water breaks. Um, quite a <laughs> lot, actually. Yeah. I missed out like three sentences because it was getting a bit long, wasn't it? Um, well, basically, Rachel... Uh, Monica, wait, what does Monica do? Kisses Chandler. Oh, the, the kissing. Rachel, the kissing, and that's basically it. Yeah, and um, Ross and Emily sort of trying to, Ross, Rachel and Emily, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, right, so where, where to start? Hey, do you know what? This is actually a notable episode for boring reasons, but the reasons that people that listen to this podcast may enjoy. This is the first episode where they shortened the theme tune. Oh, really? To get more of the uh, the great action in? Yeah, well, actually, I believe it's actually more commercials. <laughs> Classic American um, telly. The episode lengths were shortened, and so they were like, fuck this. Um, so they had to shorten the theme tune. Yeah, so right. they could pack in more of those commercial messages and sell more shit. Um, so there you go. First shorter theme tune, which at the time I remember thinking I really hated. And now in the world of just skipping intros, you know? I'll be honest, I've never clocked that there's a short version of it. Really? 
Yep, so you've told me a fact about something that I did not know was a thing. You know what I mean now that I've said it, though, right? Yeah, I do. I do. Like, the chorus is, isn't there, basically. Yeah. Um. Okay, there you go. That's nice. It's every day's a school day, hey, Pete? Quite. Should we talk about the bath scene, then? Would you go in the bathroom while your flatmate was in the bath? I don't think, A, I would go in, and B, if I was going to go in, it would re- it would really be more of a, like, I'm really sorry, I've left something in there, I'll close my... You know, it wouldn't be, I'm coming in, <laughs> which well, is what also, Joey does. You, what he does is offer Chandler um, stuff from a takeaway. Yeah. Um, do You can do that through the door, mate. Shout out to the door. Do you want some chicken? No. Yeah. Cool. Right? Yeah. Totally. Um, I mean, admittedly... You lose the whole comedy of the scene if you do that. I just feel like Joey going in on Chandler in the bath is a bold move. Just a strange, strange dynamic, isn't it? But, you know, they're yeah. very good friends, and who are we to judge their relationship, you know? People look very vulnerable in the bath, don't they? Especially when surrounded by bubbles and candles. Yeah. So when Joey goes in, Chandler looks quite sort of... Yeah. Yes, I know what you mean. Sort of um, scrawny Silly. and... Yeah. Yeah, like, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, a car- like a sort of cartoon... Like an illustrated man, you know? Is it you that can't fit in your bath? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can't fit in my bath on my own, really. I'm too long. I, mean, I can't, certainly can't fit in with Courtney Cox. <laughs> That'd be an absolute fucking squeeze and a half. And certainly not so Courtney Cox could duck under the water level. Yeah, you could dunk a foot in and she could have the rest of the bath. Crikey Moses, that's not that's not happening, is it? Um, no. I've never thought, though, unless you've got a giant bath, I've never thought a double-ended bath like that is at all comfortable for anyone, really. No, you... Like, the idea of sharing a bath is quite, you know, like, romantic in a sort of cliche yeah. way, but quite impractical. No bath is made for more than one person, is it? Particularly if you've got one of those baths with taps at one end. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So there you go. Anyway, I've got some problems with the scene, Pete, that I'm sure many people have. And these are long-standing issues. And I'm glad we finally got around to this episode because it's always annoyed me. It's probably the scene in Friends that annoys me the most because it's an absolute consistency nightmare. How so? Well, A, Monica ducks under the water with a glass of wine. That glass of wine goes under the water. <laughs> yeah. And it comes out and it ain't filled with bath water. It's just the same. That's fine. Wow. That's by the by. That feels like a continuity error more than anything. But the main thing is, right? So Joey comes in, she ducks under. Uh, Chandler's trying to get rid of Joey. Chicken, chicken. No, I don't want a chicken. Get out, get out. And Monica pops up. And she hasn't heard anything, has she? Not a thing. She can't hear any of the conversation. Chandler goes, I'm really sorry. He kept going on about chicken. And she goes, Oh, chicken. I could use some chicken. It clearly indicating. She can't hear when underwater, which oh, I th- but then she I can think hear. tracks with reality. You can't fucking yeah. hear when underwater, can you? And then the Coke Diet Coke bit, where she clearly kicks him in the nads or something. So how she heard that? Do you reckon she kicks him? Yeah. What do you think? I reckon she's. I don't know. I. I. You can't really kick in a bath. I reckon she grabs his bollocks or something. I don't grabs know. Grabs his bollocks. Grabs. You, can't, you can't kick underwater in a bath that you're sharing with someone else. Well, I imagine her foot's but quite near. But you can tweak testicles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think either way, it's in. It's implied that Chandler is suffering some sort of genital genital discomfort, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, how does she hear? That's my question to you. It's a good question. Um, I hadn't really caught that, but very good. Well done. Yeah. Also, my third thing is more a personal problem. 
but this is on Chandler. Who orders their friend a Coke if they're a Diet Coke per- you know, You've known this woman for years. You know mm. she's a Diet You know if someone's a Diet Coke person, Pete, don't you? Or Who, what am I? Uh, you're a Diet Coke person. I am a Diet Coke 100%, person. 100%. Yeah. As yeah. am. Well, you are. You're ah, famously. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're keeping them in business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever delivered a single... Uh, like, people, regular listeners to the podcast will know that you deliver most things to your door. Yeah. Have you ever delivered a single can of Coke and nothing else? Diet Coke, obviously. No, no, I'm not no, mad. No. no, I would get a monster. Is that even pack. possible? It is, yeah, with uh, maybe not delivery, but like GoPuff or one of the, you know, the grocery. <laughs> GoPuff, I feel like, is a strange brand name. Yeah, I totally agree. I know. I don't know why they've gone for that. No, it's so strange, isn't it? I, I understand what they thought, but yeah. like, it's like. Why? What, did they, what do you think they thought? Well, I imagine. So it's like they've come up with a name in the 1850s before yeah. it like, meant anything else. But like, I imagine the idea is like, because the thing is, it comes straight away, right? So I think they imagine it, the idea is like, poof, it arrives, like the sort of magician right. puff, you know? But famously, for at least a century, that word has had <laughs> like very different Yeah, now it just meanings. sounds like they're chasing away a homosexual. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or not chasing away Pete maybe supporting them in like a, a running that's race that's true no, actually I prefer that yeah encouraging a homosexual <laughs> encouraging a homosexual <laughs> to win the 110 meter hurdles yeah. in the Olympics yeah you can do it <laughs> um, but yeah it's strange anyway on there they do sell individual cans because their thing is they sell them cold but they also sell multi-packs so I always just get a multi-pack because I put the rest in the fridge it'd be insane to order one because frankly the amount that I could drink I'd never just have one you know, I probably have two at any good time. Anyway, this is by the by. Anyway, to sum up, there are my issues with that scene, um, and that's it. Um, I obviously this leads us on to the kissing. Um, mm. I think in any context, being kissed on the mouth by your friend, yeah, would be so weird. Unless maybe you were drunk. Even then the level to which this is right so like i think yeah i've definitely pecked people on the mouth that are my friends when drunk Mm. but like this is a an embrace kiss right i've got i've got friends i'm very very close with and if i did what chandler does to any of them to them they'd be like uh what the the fuck just happened well exactly (laughs) why don't phoebe and rachel ask what the hell chandler's doing it's actually joey who objects to the kissing first and it's not even him that gets kissed yeah they both or or just sort of go it's a bit weird wouldn't it yeah (laughs) and it's only the second time it happens that like you say joey questions it and then they all go yeah what is going on here and it's like it it feels like that could that would have been a massive talking point in a friendship group after the first occurrence wouldn't it you'd just be like can you stop what what the fuck are you doing yeah, what the hell are you actually doing yeah a natural response and the second time they when they walk in it's not that like Chandler's pecking Monica on the mouth they are full embrace and making out yeah like someone's clocking that surely but what I would say is the way that Chandler does it is very funny and it's kind of unchandlery the confident way in which he very does that quick thinking and goes to kiss everyone. Yeah, but, he really commits, doesn't he? Yeah, he really does. And and maybe that does, that styling it out does just save it, I guess. Um, 
But there you go. Oh, I do really enjoy it. Joey has a, a number of funny throwaway lines in this episode, I think. And he's not really in it that much, is he? But No, he's not, actually. I don't think I've made any notes. Other than the fact that Joey's the one that picks up on Chandler's kissing, I haven't made any notes about Joey. And just before that, though, when Chandler's kissing everyone and he sort of walks past Joey and Joey sort of bounces back against the door. Goes, yeah. See ya. Um, very funny delivery, you know, if not laced with a tinge of homophobia, especially because he's happily walked in on, on the bath earlier in the day with him, you know? Mm. Strange relationship they have there, isn't it, frankly? Um, but I also really enjoy l- later Joey's um, having some trouble when he comes out into the corridor and, and Monica's uh, locked out of her apartment. Yes, the banging down the door. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the, the kissing scene, really, isn't it? It happens a couple of times. Then there's the third scene where they go, what the hell is that? Stop doing that. All the best. And Chandler goes, sorry. Nah. Yeah, that just kind of goes nowhere, does it? A little fizzly fizzly, isn't it? It is a bit fizzly, yeah. Mm. Well, much like this bit of the podcast, <laughs> it kind of just fizzles. Yeah, they've not really given us much to work with there, have they? No. Especially considering the episode is called All the Kissing. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say all. There's two short bits of kissing and that's it. What would you call this episode? The one with... The testicle tweak. The the one with the chicken in the bath. Yeah, good. Bath chicken. Bath chicken. Have you ever eaten chicken in a bath? No. I don't think I have either. Cool story. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view. An endless field of wildflowers. Or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. So Phoebe's sad about London. That's a sort of that's sort of like middling bitty bitty plot, isn't it? Yeah, but the, do you know the other thing about this? They're sort of all having, well, not all of them. It's Joey, Chandler, and Monica sharing in this sort of nostalgia for yeah. their trip. And then Ross joins them in sharing in this nostalgia for the trip, despite the fact that the trip was a total fucking disaster for him. And yeah. he's like lost his wife as a result yeah. of it. Heavily traumatic. And he's like, trip. oh, yeah, that great lager, though, in that British pub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's quite a lot of Boddington's references in this episode. Mm. 
Shout out to Boddington's. Ross references that you can get Boddington's in a British pub in central Manhattan, which that pub does not sound good. No, I can't imagine it does. I don't think you're getting an authentic British pub experience in that place. No, I wouldn't have thought so. Like when you're in a resort on a Greek island and there's an Irish pub. Yeah, there's a lot of Irish pubs in Manhattan. I'm trying to think of like, I don't feel like an Irish pub would sell Boddington's, you know? Well, British Guinness. Feels very different as a vibe, you know? Mm. Uh, definitely Guinness, yeah, but Boddington's. R.I.P. Boddington's, by the way, you know? Does, it doesn't exist anymore, does it? I think the beer might, but it's certainly not the old the brewery closed down. Did their Manchester. mascot used to be a moose? Uh, did it? I feel like I can picture a moose when I think of Boddington's. Boddington's moose. The European moose. Was it not moose? Doesn't look like it, actually. No, I found a... <laughs> Where have I got the moose from? I don't know. I found a book called European Moose with by a man called Craig Boddington. Oh. <laughs> but that's all it's popped um, up. Yeah, I, no. I swear there was like an animal in their advert. Hmm, not sure. Not sure, Peter. There oh. are bees on it, on the logo. No, that's not what I'm thinking of. Thinking of bees... Um, of course, Boddington's made... Do you want a little uh, quiz question? Yeah. Which British female TV presenter became famous because of a Boddington's telly ad? Oh, it's someone like Denise Van Outen, but it's not her. It, yeah, that you are you are in the right area. It's Mel Sykes. Mel Sykes, yeah. As like one of those sort of late 90s-y... Yeah. Uh, fun culture vibes ones, you know? She serves uh, Boddington's from uh, an ice cream van. That's right. Yeah, because... While whole... we're on ice cream... Fucking hell, yeah. This is a, it's a real journey, isn't it? I paid £4.50 for an ice cream with a flake in it on Saturday. £4.50. For a 99? For a 99. Which had famously cost how much, Pete? 99p. Exactly. Um, four fifty. that's outrageous, isn't it? Christ. There is a... A thing, a, an animal in a Boddington's ad. What is it? It was a cow. Thrilled that we got there. Yeah. I wonder well, how it... much of this is going to make it into the episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, bit of Boddington's and a bit of a cow. Do you know, actually, I've got the final thing about Boddington's I did think about when I was doing it. I think Boddington's were the first people to uh, in- introduce a short-lived technical beer thing. What do you mean? Do you remember the widget? Oh, and it had like a little ball in <laughs> the bottom of the can. A little ball in the can that was like fizzed it up to make it like a, a draft pint. Yeah. I think Bonnington's was the first, they, they were the first widgeters. I remember when that came in. Anyway, uh, in honour of the widget, let's move on. I want to know what story they were going to tell about Angus the cab driver. Uh, that story doesn't tell, seem to go anywhere, does it? A bit like half the stories on this week's episode. That's... <laughs> Um, yeah, they see. The, Phoebe says, "Oh, this cab driver." And Joe goes, "Well, his name Angus." And it feels like the entire story is there was a cab driver called Angus. Seem, nothing mm. actually seems to have happened with Angus, right? Anyway, Phoebe's sad. She gets sadder. She draws on the photos. Shout, big shout out to um, this. Really took me back to my childhood. Actually, Monica's uh, pernicketiness about holding photographs by the edges yeah. is not something that's really featured in my life in the last 15 years. Very little respect shown for Monica's printed photos. But that was a huge thing back in the day. That's a very mum thing, right? I don't know if your mum yeah. was the same, but my mum was always, photos by the edges. 
And I feel like we don't have physical photos as much these days. But even if I do come across one, I won't be like, I wouldn't hold it by the edges anymore. <laughs> no, right. I think we've lost all respect for the printed photograph, Peter. That's what I'm saying. I like a printed photo from time to time. Bloody love one, mate. But how do you hold it? Oh, always by the edges. Do you? No, I don't think I do. No, no you do. By the corner, I'd say. Because you can wipe it off, frankly. It was an over panic. It was an over panic. Come on, mum. Didn't need to do that, did we? Um, then they wander into Central Perk and right so they've planned this picnic which in fairness is absolutely dog shit oh it's shite so shite but no matter like they've got this shite thing that they're offering and not only is it a terrible thing they big it up so much like why would you come in when you know what the thing is is a picnic up the road uh, and then go well we thought we'd all go on a trip together that's not a trip that's also a great response from Lisa Kudrow, the way that she delivers that line of Central Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sucks. Yeah, well, let's re- just say it's right by my house, which it isn't, is it? It's fucking miles away. Uh, oh, yeah, you got a good walk on your hands if you're going to go there. But they do seem to go to that park a lot more than I think is plausible. Like, that's like me going to Hyde Park every day. Why don't they get running? Yeah, like if I was going to the park, I'd go to Hyde Park. I wouldn't. I'd go to one of the many thousands of parks that are before that, you know? They'd set up this terrible, terrible trip. Awful picnic. Like, Chandler almost makes a joke of it, doesn't he? He's like, I'm going to bask in the idea of my, the great idea of the picnic. I was like, you fucking, yeah, you fucking should feel bad about that. Should have seen that coming, yeah. You should have seen that coming. That is terrible. Um, And then they they spin it around, Atlantic City, water breaks, boom, winter... Weird Fonzie Doctor, triplets born, all that sort of stuff next up, aren't we? Trip never happens. A momentous occasion in the history of friends. So I guess we're into Ross, Emily and Rachel now. We are. I do think it's um it's very generous of Rachel to pretend to Ross that she's okay with what happened purely for his benefit. Yes, I'm not entirely sure what she's hoping to achieve there. Is the idea that because she's still in love with him, she wants to like not piss him off so she can have that conversation? Or is she know that he's hurting? So she, like, it, it does feel like he's the person she should be angry with, you know? Um, and I, I was just slightly... I was trying to... I didn't really come to a conclusion, but I was trying to work out whether... I had sympathy for Rachel or whether I felt she should never have attempted to go on this trip in the first place. Oh, as in she shouldn't have agreed to go? Yeah, because going on the honeymoon of your friend's wedding once their wife is... Yeah. I feel like she didn't deserve for that to go well. No, the idea she's agreed to go with Ross in the first place is, is she's not just going as a nice supportive platonic friend, is she? Yeah. She's trying to usurp. Oh, um, yeah, she's she's got an agenda, hasn't she? Absolutely. No, you're quite right. I haven't thought about that in a sort of karmic way, and that does make, you know, you feel that maybe justice has been done there, you know? Can I also make a potentially bold statement? Yeah. You know Rachel's date in this episode? Yeah. Hottest guy in all of Friends. Oh, fucking hell, mate. Christ, you can't drop that on me. No, I can't think of anyone who's hotter than him. Gavin. No. Jack Geller. No. I might Google a photo of him. Not yeah. with any real aim to it. I just want to see a photo of him. Can you wait till after the podcast, mate? Which... <laughs> uh, Rachel's date, friends. Uh, what's this episode called? Oh, he's called Dave, one. isn't he? 
Dave, is he? Is he? Did I make that up completely? No, you're right. I think Monica says that. De- yeah, there, I found him. Yeah. Dave. I mean, yeah, it is a hot great. name, Pete. That's what I'd say. It is a hot name. Yeah, you and him have so much in common. Absolutely thrilled to... Look, I'm going to send you a picture of him. There you go. What a guy. What's his name, IRL? Zen Gesner is his real name. Oh, he is very attractive, isn't he? Uh, I'm Googling him. Uh, now he's gone sort of like he'd be a sort of model for an M&S product. He was in Shallow Hal, and there's something about Mary. Oh, no, he's still pretty hot. Well done, Zen. And Dumb and Dumber. Got a lot going on, frankly, Pete. My point being, Rachel should have invested more time in Zen Gesner's character, Dave. Yeah, I think we can all agree there should have been more Dave in Friends. Mm. Um, I love the scene when Gunther ejects him from Central Perk. That's such a lovely little Gunther yeah, moment, good. isn't it? that is good. Um, but let's get back to the yeah. so Rachel returns from her honeymoon she pretends to Ross is okay her pretending to Ross okay contains one of my most quoted lines in all of Friends I think in day to day life which admittedly was more quoted when I was dating a woman called Rachel for a few years but not too shabby for Rachel is a line that I'd say comes up at least weekly even still with my now ex Rachel yeah that is good I imagine it does feature much more heavily in someone's life when they're called Rachel. Um, but I now find myself saying not too shabby for Rachel when I mean not too shabby for Dave. <laughs> okay, good. Um, not too shabby for Dave, who also was in the episode with the line, not too shabby for Rachel. It's a bit long-winded, but I guess it kind of kind of passes. I really it? like Ross's whining Um when he talks about the fact that he was going to go for a walk in the rain, but then it yeah. turns out it wasn't raining, and he's like, can anything go right in my life? Or yeah. <laughs> and it's about the chopped up roses as well. He says that it's okay, because Monica's going to make potpourri. Potpourri, yeah. Paige pointed out in her request, didn't she, like his trimmer sort of whiny, slightly chaotic uh, delivery. I think my fa- single favourite Ross line in the whole episode is, uh, and actually one of my favourite Ross lines in all of Friends is, Monica's right, swing dancing can be tricky. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really get that swing dance code bit because Monica says it's like swing dance is her code for trying to say what she needs to say to Rachel in yeah. front of Ross, right? Yeah. But that it works up until the point where she's like, but Rachel's never going to get what she wants. Yeah. And that, <laughs> to swing that dance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what she wants in your version of it yeah. is to learn to swing dance. Yeah, it feels quite attainable, that, doesn't it? And if you go to a swing dance lesson, you are probably going to learn to swing dance. Agreed. Agreed. But I still enjoy the confusion. And I think that's part of the joke is that there's it's so such a bad metaphor that they all just stand around and there's such a like pregnant pause, isn't there, after Monica says all that stuff where they all just look around and then Ross eventually breaks it with Monica's right, swing dancing can be tricky. Yeah. Um, and it is such a sort of it, it doesn't line up at all. Um I love this scene in the corridor then when when Monica goes out with Rachel to talk to her in that corridor and like that ending of that scene where Rachel's being petulant and stands around there's another pause and then she just grabs some clothes and throws them on the floor uh, yeah. locks the door Joey pops out and I'll break that down if you give me a little sugar all of that that's like what a sequence eh Pete what a sequence yeah, it, is. it is good Um. so yeah poor Dave gets short shrift really doesn't he well, I'm a big fan of Dave well I know big fan of Pete but uh, it's not about us right now Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, talk about a brutal way to end a date. She just goes out and goes, ah, gonna rain check, roommate's sick. Bye. 
Yeah, and she did invite him in before that, so yeah. um, she was clearly keen, but keen on Ross. I think she could have just spent 20 more seconds saying goodbye to him, you know? Yeah. Wouldn't have taken much to be like, I'm really sorry, my roommate's ill. I've had a lovely night. Um, I'll call you tomorrow, you know? No more Dave in our lives. No more Dave. Well, that is sad for, for this Dave, isn't it? It is. And then we get the scene where Rachel does actually... I remember watching this for the first time and thinking, she's never going to tell him she still loves him. It's one of these things where there'll be loads of reasons why it never happens. But she actually does tell him. Um, and I actually really do like the way they do that and cut the tension with the laughter. And then they both sort of just start basically laughing about how bleak and terrible their lives are. Yeah, there's a weird end to that, a weird soft end to that scene as well, with mm. Ross and Rachel having a bit of a moment together. Yeah, no, absolutely. But it is he a just nice... just sort of thanks her and then it ends. But it's nice. Yeah, it's a nice tension breaker. Big fan of the line. Uh, what are you reading? The paper? What's it about? <laughs> <laughs> Events from around the globe. Yeah, that is good. Uh, but yeah, so it's nice. We sort of get this start. This sort of, I guess, marks the start of probably phase two of Ross and Rachel eventually, you know, ending in Vegas and all this sort of stuff. Um, but yeah, we, we, we're, we're just, we're slowly writing out uh, Helen Baxendale at this stage, aren't we? We are. What a shame. What a shame. Oh, we do. I mean, we should support her more, really, as one of the only British reps in all of Friends. That's true, but, you know, can't help the character being insufferable she's representing our people peter she is um and then yeah then the episode ends with phoebe's water breaking and um they're off to the hospital and monica and Chandler just start making out in the corridor it's quite a weird end of the episode as well isn't it it is yeah doesn't really like say much you do get the impression in this episode that monica and Chandler are really into each other and it's quite cute oh yeah they can't keep their hands off each other can't keep their bloody hands can they uh, do you want to play Sting and then we'll see if we've got a quiz? Yeah, okay. How confident are you before we play it? Um, Very. Really? Yeah, I'm very confident that there's a quiz. Okay. Well, have you got a quiz? I haven't. Have you? No, I thought, well, I thought your confidence was because you had one. No, it was your job to message someone. I've got one thing. Oh. Uh, it's from Danny, who requested the episode three weeks ago, but we only requested uh, the Red Hour request last week, remember? Brilliant. Uh, she's done a very good PowerPoint. It's got the Friends of Friends logo in the corners, the correct logo. The up-to-date up one? Yep. Oh, yep. Like and this that. is a point of contention for Pete, uh, Danny and everybody, because I have been using the old logo for the pub quizzes that Pete only... Honestly, if you could see the fucking state of the slideshow, anybody that attends the Friends of Friends <laughs> pub quizzes, I can only apologise for the shambles of Dave's PowerPoints. <laughs> you know what you have to do, don't you? Um, do them myself? Yes, thank you very no, much. I can't be asked. Exactly. Uh, friends of Friends quiz, the one with all the kissing, written by Danny, emoji, smiley emoji. Nice, it's really nice. Th thrilled with this. Question one. What's the first line of the episode said by Monica? Uh, is it something to Phoebe? No, it's the bath, isn't it? So what does she say? Oh, the bath. Uh, cute. You look cute in uh, bubbles. you look cute. Yeah, yeah, you're cute. You look cute in bubbles. It's correct. Oh, and Danny's put an answer uh, slide with a photo of that moment. God, this yeah. is a lot of superb work. Uh, how many long-stemmed red roses have been cut up into mulch? 72. 72. But it's okay, because Monica's going to make... 
Potpourri. Fucking potpourri. What the fuck is potpourri? What a waste of time. Um, question three. Monica tells Ross that Rachel wants to take a, to take swing dance lessons. What three reasons does she give for why she thinks it's a really stupid idea? Uh, well, I said one of them. She's not going to get what she wants. Yeah, it's dangerous. She get yeah. She's going to hurt someone. Hurt her, someone. Yeah. Hurt herself. Uh, yes, three. Who knows who she might end up hurting? I'm going to give us that. Okay. Uh, what line follows Chandler saying, I was just trying to bring a little culture to the group? I know this because it's a very funny Phoebe line. It's Something uh, about it in my mouth. Yeah, don't bring it in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's fine. Just don't bring it in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, apart from the six main characters, there are only two other people who have speaking part in this episode. Dave! Who are they? Yes, and? Gunther. Correct. And all Gunther says is get out. Yeah. There you go. Gunther and Dave. We were good at that quiz. Very fucking good. Good quiz. Good answers. God, we're on a roll today, aren't we? Uh, Do you want to know what next week's episode is? In many ways, I do, yeah. Uh, Comes from Hannah. Hannah. Hannah's requesting season eight. Yep. Episode 21. Ooh. The one with the cooking class. Okay. Okay. Yeah? Uh, Shall I see if we have a quiz? Yeah. We do have a quiz. That's music to my ears. Um, So that means I don't have to do anything this week, yeah? (laughs) It does, yeah. Fuck for that. Work on your PowerPoints. Uh, Not before the next quiz. When is the next quiz? I don't know. It's in July sometime. I should probably look that up. Okay, Peter. All the best. Kind regards. All the best. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.